Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we meet the newest member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Naaman Roosevelt, who's crossed the aisle from the Riders to the Bombers. And then we'll also talk to Morley Scott in Edmonton. The Elks' schedule has been adjusted. They're going to have three games in a week in November. It's nuts. We'll dive into it on the podcast. Let's hear from Naaman Roosevelt, the newest Winnipeg Blue Bomber who signed a deal earlier this week to join the club. He made his first appearance at practice today. He was there on the sidelines wearing a mask. He's not ready to practice yet. Tomorrow he will. And he was asked today, when did talks with the Bombers begin? Probably a couple of days before the game, before the game, uh, this past game Sunday, we were just talking and, uh, you know, just trying to get a feel. And, uh, you know, I told him I was ready and, you know, still willing to play. And, you know, we uh, once I told him that, they would, you know, put the goal in and we was ready, set and ready to go. So what does he like about the situation here? I think just the team and just, the, you know, the atmosphere. I mean, I knew a couple of guys already, you know, uh, knew Zach, knew Dembski, you know, uh, you know, Yoshi, you got uh, Willie J. I mean, uh, Toby, it's a bunch of them that I play with that, you know, a bunch of good guys. And, you know, they were telling me, like, it's a great locker room, a great staff and, you know, a great organization. So, you know, I definitely wanted to be a part of that. Was he surprised though that it took this long to get a call to join a team? Not really. I just, I just feel like, uh, you know, uh, I saw a lot of crazier things happen. You know what I mean? So, you know, with this, I just, you know, you know uh, still worked out, still, you know, still trained, uh, still staying in shape. You know, uh, you know, things happen. You know, injuries happen. You know, players, you know, players go down in this in this league. So, you know, I stayed ready and ready to go, and uh, I feel like this was the best you know decision I you know I could have made. How much energy does he have to get back at it? I mean, I've been, I've been excited. You know, I've been pacing in my hotel room for the past three days, you know, just ready to go, uh, you know, uh, doing workouts, uh, you know, just sitting in a room with my gloves on, just excited and ready to go. You know, I feel like this was, you know, uh, a great opportunity for me, and uh, I'm trying to take full advantage of it. So I'm just excited to get out there, you know, with the guys and just go to work. So what happened after he was cut by the Alouettes from their training camp? A lot of thoughts of, yeah, just kind of just coaching. I was, I started coaching. I still do my, I got a receiver training I do back home, still do that. Um, also was taking classes, you know, getting classes ready for school. So I was just doing a bunch of stuff just, you know, just in case I didn't hear anything else or if I didn't hear anything good, I was, you know, ready to, you know, start something different. But when, you know, when Winnipeg called, I think that was, it was the right decision to come here. Why does he think that things didn't work out there? Oh, uh, truthfully, I don't know. I think it was just, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, things happen for a reason. I think it just, you know, it wasn't that time. Uh, you know, they got a great, they got a great team, a great receiver core, uh, you know, a great quarterback. And uh, I think it was, a, you know, just wasn't the time. Now, he spent five seasons with the Rough Riders, and now he's wearing the blue and gold. What's that transition been like? I, I mean, it was definitely crazy coming up here. You know, uh, uh, you know, just the feel of it was, you know, it was different, but it was funny. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I got a bunch of, the texts and calls from, you know, Saskatchewan players and Saskatchewan fans. So it's definitely funny to, you know, to be on the other side. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, ready to see what happens, you know, this weekend, ready for the Banjo Bowl, you know, to be on the other side. And, you know, it was so loud coming, you know, Winnipeg during that Banjo Bowl. So I want to see it on the opposite side. So it should be fun. Can he play, though, this weekend? Um, We'll see. I'm still, you know, I'm just getting out of this, my you know, last, last day to, you know, to uh, quarantine. So I'm just getting out. I'll be out tomorrow. You know, I practice ready to go and, you know, just learning. I think that's the one thing is just learning the playbook, Uh, you know, getting to know my guys, you know, trying to build that chemistry with the coaches and with the team. It would be cool, though, if he could, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that'd be, yeah, go back and, you know, play in front of that crowd and in front of, you know, uh, you know, the fans I played for the last couple of years would be, you know, be awesome. But, you know, uh. I think it'll it'll be no matter what it'll be it'll be fun and I can't wait to see that. So what did he do to stay in shape? 
Yeah, so I mean, every time I'm training with my with my kids, I'm all, I always got my cleats on. I'm running through the drills with them, you know, uh, running hills with them, uh, doing everything with them. So, you know, they they keep me young. This past, especially during the, you know the whole quarantine, I you know I, I trained a lot with the you know uh, with my receiver training, and you know they kept me fresh and kept me young. So I was excited and you know still ready to go. So I feel like I'm still ready, still uh, in shape, and uh, you know still feel fresh. You know, I got fresh legs now. I had a couple of weeks off, and you know I got some fresh legs. So, will it take a while to get used to the system here, or no? Really? Uh, so I play with Zach, so I kind of know what Zach likes and you know what he likes to, you know what he sees and what he likes. So, I think just getting used to the offense. I think it is just you know everybody kind of runs the kind of same offense, but just different. They they call things different, different concepts with uh, you know different names. So for me, it's just you know learning the concepts, learning you know where I need to be on the field. And uh, with this offense, everybody moves around, so you got to learn everything. So with me, it's just trying to learn every position. Uh, understand uh, where I need to be on the field. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the coach has been doing a great job. I've been, you know, uh, you know, watching Zoom, you know, being in the meetings on, on Zoom, just watching and understanding and, you know, seeing how things work. So it's been good. Now, does he consider himself a quick study? Will he be able to get out there and get it down quick? For sure. I mean, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, that learns on the field. So I want to, I got to run through it a couple of times and, you know, uh, you know, make those mistakes, you know, on the field. So, you know, seeing it in the, in the classroom is a little different, but when you run it in and understanding where you need to be and uh, doing that, I think, you know, that's one thing. So once I get on the field and, you know, get to run those routes and get to understand where I need to be, I think, you know, it'll, it'll catch on fast. You also talked about getting reunited with Zach Kolaris, who we played for in 2018 and then for, what, like a second and a half in 2019 before Kolaris got hurt? A great guy. You know, a guy that is crazy because, you know, we've been knowing each other uh, since high school. We played against, against each other in high school, so... You know, just the fact that when he came to SAS and we was able to play against, play with each other in SAS, it was just, you know, something we never thought of. So, I mean, that was, you know, awesome to, you know, to feel. And, you know, we got to know each other, got to know our, you know, each other's family. So, you know, having a guy like Zach that's, you know, that's been around this league, that's, you know, did great things in this league, you know, came to Winnipeg, and, you know, and, and brought a great cup. I mean, he's that type of guy. He's that leader. He's that, uh, you know, guy you need at the quarterback. So I'm excited to, you know, play with him again and, and, you know, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other players that I'm excited to play with that, you know, I've seen around or I went against that, you know, I can play with now. And how much does it help get used to a new team when you know a guy there? That's the quarterback position, a pretty important position. I mean, for sure. I mean, when you got a guy that you can, you know, you can just text or, or, you know, call up and, you know, ask questions to, you know, and the coach, the coach has been doing a great job, you know, of, you know, we've been texting back and forth with the coaches, just, you know, understanding, watching practice, you know, when I'm in the hotel, just watching practice, understanding, seeing the formation, seeing different things. So, you know, everybody's been doing a great job of helping. And, you know, that's what, that's what I heard. It's just, you know, a great team atmosphere and, you know, a great locker room. So I'm excited. Does he feel like he was brought in in part for his veteran savvy? I definitely think so. I think just adding an extra, you know, veteran, you know, always helps, you know, a guy in the locker room, a guy that's seen, a, you know, a lot of a lot of games, played in a lot of games and, you know, kind of understand defenses and, you know, things like that. I think it's, you know, it's always helpful for when you can bring a guy like that that's been around and understands the game. So with me, I'm just coming in and, you know, doing anything I can. So, uh you know, I knew it was just a, you know, a great, a great choice for me to come here and, uh, you know, help build, you know, what they already have, you know, they're great cup, you know, defending great cup champions. So for me, you know, that was my main goal was to, you know, come in this year, want to win a great cup. So I thought this was the best team to do it with. So finally, how long does he think it'll take before he makes an impact? Um, I mean, we'll see, you know, tomorrow's my first day, you know, out of quarantine. So I'm excited to, you know, just get out there and put some cleats on, you know, put that blue, blue, blue and gold on and, you know, ready to go. So, I mean, I know it'll take, you know, some time to just learn to play, to understand, you know, where I need to be, understand, you know, different uh, formations. So just me learning, you know, 
every day, getting on the field, you know, and uh, building with that team. Full disclosure, that random computer noise was not me. I was in the Zoom call. It came through someone else's computer. So please don't blame me. The CFL has also announced when the Edmonton Elks-Toronto Argonauts game will be played. It was supposed to be last Thursday. Now it'll be Tuesday, November 16th, as part of a ram-jam-packed schedule for the Elks in November. And we just so happen to have the voice of the Elks on the line. That is Morley Scott. Morley, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Christian. How are you? I'm doing well. I already had you booked for the show, and then we learned this news a couple hours ago. What was your immediate reaction to the fact that the Elks are going to be basically playing three games in a week in November? Uh, yeah, it's, that's an old, it's a good old-fashioned road trip as well because they'll play, what, Saturday in Saskatchewan and Tuesday in Toronto and then Friday night in Vancouver uh, to wrap up the season. What a finish. Uh, yeah, that's a tough stretch. I like the fact that the uh, the CFL and the, and the Players Association have gotten together and allowed uh, the Elks uh, to add extra players to the roster uh, for that game for those games because they're going to be playing games in such tight quarters. I think that's a great move. Uh, not only does it, will the, all this allow the, the the players on the Elks to get their game checks, and that game won't be forfeited, but it's going to allow five more players uh, to get game checks for each game as well for the uh, the game uh, in Toronto, the game in Vancouver against the BC Lions. So uh, I'm surprised that they jammed it together like that, but um, I mean. Making up a making a new schedule uh, after you've already begun one in football is so difficult because you just don't have you just don't have a lot of room in a lot of places and and you know obviously this also affected Saskatchewan it affected the Blue Bombers and affected the Alouettes who all had to change game times or venues as well for games so yeah I, I, it wasn't easy to do this is uh, quite the little chess game that the CFL has been playing with the schedule to get this game uh, slotted in finally and just to recap all the changes the. Elks Riders game on Friday, November 5th was originally going to be in Regina. It's now in Edmonton. Then the game that was supposed to be in Edmonton on the 13th is now in Regina. And then they go to Toronto on the 16th of November, which is a Tuesday night, a Tuesday night CFL game, Morley. We're we're not going to see much of those, do we? That'll be the second Tuesday night game the Elks will play this year because uh, right. at the end of this month, they play in Ottawa on a Tuesday night. On the, I think it's the 28th, so uh, it's kind of weird to have one. It's uh, even weirder to have two, and I guess that's what uh, that's what the, this season is all about, right? We're seeing things we haven't seen before in the Canadian Football League, and um, now a team's going to play twice on a Tuesday night, which is just uh, unheard of. So the question will be, Morley, is how much are those games at the end of November going to matter? for the Edmonton Elks and the Toronto Argonauts because that game could be pivotal when it comes to playoff positioning, whether it's crossover, whether the Elks go on a big winning streak here, the Argonauts fighting for first in the East. There could be a ton of implications for that game on a Tuesday night in November. Yeah, absolutely. Should be. Uh, I would think that uh, that the Elks are, are hoping that when they head to that stretch, when they're playing three games in a week, that – uh, they possibly are already solidified in a playoff spot and where they're going to play a playoff game, whether it be home or on the road. And then maybe uh, they can ease back on some players in those in those games and, and play some of those five extra players a little bit more and, and not have to worry about getting getting guys banged up for the playoffs because that is, I mean, that's uh, they talk about uh, you know the the Labor Day games and, and how close those games are to each other. I know in in Edmonton and, and Calgary they go Monday and then they go Saturday. They talk about the closeness of that. Well, here they're playing three games in a week, and it's uh, it's just going to take an incredible toll 
on the body uh, for the Edmonton Alex. You know, it'll be a little bit difficult for for the Argos, but uh, they I don't believe they'll have even close to the schedule that the Elks have at this situation. So uh, it's good they got the game in, but man, it comes at a at a high cost as far as uh, rest and recuperation time goes for the football team. So the teams just got back to their facilities yesterday. How are things going as they try to get back to normal after that COVID outbreak? Uh, did you see the injured list today for the Elks? Pretty lengthy. Uh, they they have uh, I think thirteen or fourteen guys uh, on on COVID uh, on the COVID list with uh, with different situations. Some of them were practicing today. Some of them practiced full. Some of them practiced um, uh, some of them practiced uh, limited. Some of them didn't practice at all. So uh, it just kind of showed you how many guys were affected by this. And uh, you know we didn't see guys like uh, Darrell Walker was out in a tracksuit for a while. That was it. Shy Ross. I didn't see him at practice today. Uh, Aaron Grimes didn't see him at practice today. Uh, uh, Keyshawn Bieria, the uh, the Elks' new middle linebacker, uh, didn't see him at practice today as well. So they've lost some some key guys in key positions, and they're not totally ruled out for the weekend game uh, Monday in Calgary. Uh, Jamie Elizondo said when they returned to practice, said that we'll know probably on day three uh, who's going to be able to play and who's not going to be able to play. Some guys that are practicing might not be able to play still. Some guys that aren't practicing might might be able to play because because they'll be recovered. So it's really an ongoing issue for the Elks uh, this year, uh, this week, as they get set for the game on Monday, because, you know, they just don't know who's going to be available uh, to them to play. And that's, it's, it's kind of forcing the coaching staff to draw up uh, a couple of different game plans as far as the roster goes. And then you throw in the fact, Christian, that if it's uh, an American guy or a Canadian guy or a global guy, you got to make sure you replace him with the right guys. So uh, it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite the week that the coaching staff's going to have moving players in and out of their lineup before they declare their lineup on Sunday. So we see the the list of people that are in COVID protocol. Does that mean we can make the assumption they tested positive, or does that even matter? I I, I don't think it matters that much. I, I think what, what you can draw is that uh, they they could be and probably were be players who tested positive. But don't forget, COVID protocol also includes close contact. So if the guy who sits beside you in the locker uh, in in the locker room got sick and tested positive, maybe that affects you as well. So uh, I, I don't think it would probably be a, a safe assumption. But I don't think you can say 100 percent that those guys who are listed in COVID protocol are the guys who tested positive. Uh, probably but i don't think we can say for sure and now there's the drama potentially of will bo levi mitchell play as he was back taking reps at yeah. calgary practice today i thought he had i thought he had a broken leg for goodness sake now i know back after after missing two weeks that's incredible <laughs> less than three weeks ago he went on the six game injured list he looked terrible in a loss to the Lions, and we found out he had a broken leg it's like oh okay so jake mayer is going to be the guy for a while he's looked pretty good and now maybe it's going to be Bo. What I mean, we didn't learn much from Calgary today, just because that's the way you know you know coaches, right? They're not going to tell you what's going on. But yeah. what's the what's the feeling in Edmonton seeing that over there? Or they got so much on their own play, they can't really even worry about what Calgary's doing. Well, they're they're very much worried about what Calgary's doing, and that's that's kind of their focus now. They're trying to turn the page on on what's happened over the last two weeks here, and and, and through all that, they're they're fighting to get concentrating on Calgary and the game coming up on Monday. And for the second week in a row, like they did in their last game against the BC Lions way back on August nineteenth. Uh, they got to wonder who's going to start a quarterback when they play. I mean, they had that situation with, with Michael Riley. 
and he ended up starting. I think they were they were pretty sure he was going to start in that game so they could prepare for him. But they really don't know what's going on in Calgary right now. Nobody really does. Uh, I think it's it's probably a good move by Calgary. First off, bringing him off the six game list. Uh, if he's healthy enough to do so, great. He can practice with the team, and that helps him uh, return quicker and, and and get sharper faster. But it also puts that seed of doubt into into the Edmonton preparation, wondering are we preparing for Jake Mayer or are we preparing for Bo Levi Mitchell? What and, and you know uh, what kind of quarterback do we have to worry about? And and there's differences obviously between the two quarterbacks that that would would make for subtle changes in in the way they defense them. So uh, it's a good move by Calgary that way. It certainly puts uh, puts a, a few extra hours into the coaching staff's uh, uh, game plan. Uh, to prepare for both quarterbacks moving forward because there's going to be a lot of stuff, I'm sure, in in uh, in meetings this week where they say, if it's Bo Levi, we want to do this. If it's not, we want to do this. So um, it's it, it's going to create some confusion, I think, for the Elks, which is what it will work out to be. I, I don't know. I can't see him coming back and playing. I, I think no. it's a move to, to get him to practice, maybe for the rematch moving forward. But uh, certainly, it's uh, it, I'd be surprised if Bo Levi Mitchell played. But – you got to expect it, uh, expect the unexpected sometimes, and, and uh, you know, possibly it could happen. So the Elks are one and two. They just got their first win against the Lions, and then everything gets shut down. I guess the momentum is completely gone from that? Well, that's one of the questions I've been putting to a few players this week, and they're, and, you know, they're trying to make, uh, make the best of it. And, and, and they say, well, yeah, maybe we lost some momentum, but we still won the game, and we're still coming back to practice. You know, if we would have had a bye week, it would have been a lot different. Uh, no one would be asking those kind of questions. So maybe that's the case. I don't know. I think they're very excited to be back on the field. I think they're very excited to be back, back uh, preparing for a game and practicing and, and to be with their teammates again. So maybe they can – uh, rekindle what they had going in uh, in Vancouver uh, two weeks ago tonight and be able to to kind of to, to, to move that forward and, and get it as a positive part of their game it, it's going to be difficult though because it's just it's just so long ago and so much has happened between then and now moving forward well and the question becomes right if how much is this going to define their season this COVID outbreak if they come back and maybe split the Labor Day games and get things back on track it's not so bad but if all of a sudden they're one and four there's not a lot of time to get back into playoff races there or is it the fact that the there really isn't a lot of great teams this year could help them out yeah well what there's uh, how many teams are one and two right now or one and three how many teams just have one win I mean it's five it's, it's yeah, it's it's a it's not uh, no one's running away with anything except for maybe Saskatchewan and, and and maybe Winnipeg and if those two teams say split their games during Labor Day and and Calgary Edmonton sweep then all of a sudden the race looks a little different doesn't it going going into the uh, into the month of September after Labor Day so so we'll see but yeah I, I don't know I don't know uh, if you know there's been a lot of talk about the dressing room and and how it's it's going to be affected by this and if there's going to be uh, some divisiveness because of the the vaccination and the unvaccination and and maybe a guy who was unvaccinated was was the reason something happened and started this whole thing uh you know that's kind of the thought but the players that, that i've talked to have all said you know we don't see that in the room we don't point fingers we're a team and uh they kind of are hoping that uh instead of that divisiveness that some people think is going to appear because of what happened that maybe this will galvanize them and they'll become a stronger team because of it moving forward. And uh, this could be, uh, it could be some sort of turning point for sure, moving forward for the team. And maybe it's yet to be determined if uh, they're turning left or they're turning right. Finally, Marley, how good is it to be calling a Labor Day game again? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Although, uh, from the evidence side of things, the Labor Day game hasn't been that much fun. You know, I, this will be my 11th Labor Day game. I've only seen one win, and that was back in 2011. So it's been a long time 
since the Elks, uh, Elks won on Labor Day. They've had a couple of close calls, but for the most part, uh, it's been dominated by Calgary. The rematch, a uh, little bit better, but still, for the most part, it's been Calgary's game. So, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Elizondo was talking about it today. He said, he, you know, he's he's really bought in to the Edmonton-Calgary uh, Calgary, uh, rivalry because he had it with Ottawa. I mean, uh, he had the great cup games with, with Calgary. He had some great regular season games with Calgary when he was in Ottawa. So he's uh, he's got a lot of respect for the organization, but he's also – uh, really wants to beat them and and wants to wants to beat them as a, as a member of of the Edmonton Elks and as as a head coach. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's always uh, we, I always say as long as I can remember whether I was watching the game on TV as a fan or broadcasting the game. It always seems to be sunny in uh, in Calgary on Labor Day and uh, the games uh, usually have something in them that you'll remember. So I'm looking forward to Monday and hopefully we get another good one between uh, two teams that really need to win. I mean, this series usually uh, doesn't happen until week seven, eight or nine of the season. It's like only three and four games into the year now. So it's early and we don't really have an identity on these two teams as of yet. So it's, uh, it's going to play a big role in moving forward for both clubs, what their identity is, especially if one team sweeps, the other team and you know if one team sweeps the other team's in a whole bunch of trouble as they move forward with the rest of their schedule appreciate your time as always morley thanks for this and have fun this weekend thanks christian appreciate it have a good night well thank you very much for listening to the cjob sports show podcast if you like what you heard guess what you can hear more every weeknight on cjob from 6 30 to 9 p.m of course that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you all, but oh dear. You may not share our intellect.